Welcome back to your therapy tools. This is Elizabeth Choate, licensed marriage and family therapist, and today's topic is grief and mourning. Recently, I have worked with a few people who have lost somebody. Some have lost a family member. Some have lost a co-worker. And either way, grief is hard work. So I just have a little bit of information on doing some grief work, gaining some closure, allowing yourself time to mourn and grieve when you lose somebody. You know, when when somebody dies, when they pass on, not only do we feel that heartache for that loss, but it also can bring back the feelings of heartache and loss in regard to somebody that we lost in the past. Maybe it brings back the sadness and that emptiness you feel because you've lost your mother or you lost your father or a brother or a grandparent or a best friend. So it's called, it's kind of like every, uh, every funeral that we attend brings up all that pain and all that hollowness inside from every other loss and every other funeral we've had to attend. And then that leads us to becoming hyper aware of our own mortality. And we start to realize some of the things we get upset over are so petty and in the scheme of things, they just don't matter. And we might start thinking about improving our own health and maybe going to the doctor and getting a checkup more often Maybe quit smoking, quit drinking, start walking, start jogging, make healthier choices when we're eating. When our mortality hits us like that, coupled with the grief, kind of feels devastating. And when we start to work on trying to improve ourselves and stop getting upset over the small stuff, it's kind of our way of going into survival mode. When death comes that close to us, it's not only sad and devastating, but it's scary. So I have a couple of um, worksheets here with a lot of information that could be helpful. First, grief hurts, but it can be helpful. You know, the process of grieving It definitely encompasses sadness, anger, loneliness, a lot of uncomfortable and painful emotions. But grieving can help you really come to terms with the loss and be able to move forward in life. And at the same time, cherishing memories of of the person that you lost. It's kind of like the the pain in the, the little hole in your heart, that little space in your heart for that person. Um, it doesn't necessarily really heal, but we hold that sacred space and we learn to live with it and move forward in honor of that person, if that makes sense. And, and everybody grieves differently. You know, when you're in a state of grieving, you might hear somebody say, oh yeah, you got to be strong for the kids or, you know. I know you're upset, but you can't be snapping at everybody. 
you might hear them say a lot of things and there's people with really good hearts their hearts are in the right place and honestly they feel awkward they don't know what to say to be supportive and sometimes they might say something that is not helpful don't take that personally don't blame them for that they're they're doing the best they can in the moment and realize that everybody grieves differently you know we've got the stages of grief and and uh they don't always go in perfect order you might immediately become angry at the knowledge that somebody you love died you might immediately go into shock you might immediately go into denial you might accept it you might have closure already oh okay yeah that happened by um but day to day as you think about it and day to day as it kind of sinks in you're going to go through a whole roller coaster with a lot of loop de loops that take you upside down and sideways of emotion broad broad ranges of emotion and that's okay it's perfectly normal other people might have opinions on how you should grieve correctly and just remember that your grief is yours alone and just like any other feeling nobody has the right to tell you how you're supposed to feel and when we grieve we all grieve differently and it's completely valid and okay the circumstances of a loss have a major impact on the grief with deaths that are unexpected or traumatic or even um something like the stigma of suicide that can really complicate your grieving process so personal factors you know such as history of mental illness or or maybe you had a not so great relationship with the deceased that can also cause difficulties in the grieving process because then you're you're not only dealing with the anger the sadness the denial the shock but then you have shame and regret and um you might beat yourself up so grief doesn't have a a set time frame you know like i said you you move on with your life with that hurt in your heart that space in your heart forever you learn to move on that's that's what the grieving process is is learning to move on after you allow yourself to truly feel every feeling that comes up don't push them down don't try to hide it if you need to cry let yourself cry if you're angry find a productive way to release that anger get up and do something very physical something that will give you a great cardio workout for a minute jog in place go run around the block you know do something to help get the excess energy out if you're experiencing the anger. So grief can last for a few days, a week, months, even years. And it will definitely come and go around holidays and anniversaries and major life events. And it it can always kind of be in the background, you know, like I lost my mother when I was 29 years old. and um I won't say how old I am now but I can tell you that every holiday 
Mother's Day. Her favorite her favorite holiday was Christmas. She was like Martha Stewart after 20 energy drinks. She would decorate everything so beautiful and make this huge dinner and there were millions of presents under the tree and she made sure everybody was happy and spoiled and fed and that made her very happy. And when Christmas comes around, honestly, I struggle to want to put up the decorations. I struggle because I think about her and I wish she could be with me. And then the other side of my brain kicks in and says, do it for her. She's here in spirit. Don't you disappoint her. She taught you well. So I will decorate. I will you know, sort of summon the spirit of my mother and be like, help me out, Martha Stewart, on 20,000 energy drinks. Let's do this. And I'll decorate beautiful, and I'll cook the nice big dinner and all the things. And um, I always put up, you know, a little, almost like a little altar to her. So the point I'm getting at is when the grief lasts for a lifetime, is something you'll always carry with you when it's somebody who's very close. You can do that too. You can set up, you can have your own ritual, you know, kind of like my little altar thing. Uh, you can set up your own little ritual of remembrance and make it a celebration every year. Celebrate that life. Celebrate that influence. Celebrate that love that you had from this person. All the inspiration. All of the all the wonderful things about that person. Find a way to celebrate that. And instead of being sad and depressed about it, it's more of honoring a beautiful person who passed. And if you believe in heaven or the afterlife, then you know you'll see them again someday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So grief does tend to um, reduce in its intensity over time. You know, when you first find out that somebody has passed, if it's a parent, you might fall to the ground crying. If it's a coworker, you might sit in your chair and tears start streaming down your face as you think about this life that's no longer in your realm in the workplace. If it's a, a, a distant relative, you might feel a little bit of sadness. Um, but over time... Over time, it does get better, and you can get to a point where you can function again. So that's that's the that's the basic premise of grief work: is getting yourself back to a functioning self and and being able to carry on, even though there's this uncomfortable emotion under the surface. So grief, um, if if you don't do your proper grief work, it can really contribute to other problems. It increases the risk of developing health issues, mental issues, and relationship issues as well. 
And this is uh, especially true if the death was a traumatic death and you feel some sort of guilt or if the grief is prolonged and it slips into a severe and persistent depressive state. And it's, it's definitely important and very okay to seek help. Like I've always said, if you break your ankle, you're not going to hobble around on it and say, I'm fine, I'm fine, you're going to go to the doctor. And when you're in a state of grief and your psyche has a wound, you go to a therapist. It's common sense. So it's okay to seek help, find support in family and friends and coworkers. And although your grief will improve over time, sometimes this isn't the case. You might slip into that debilitating, long-lasting depression. That's when it's time to go to some groups on grieving. It's time to see a therapist individually. It's time to do a little research on some ways that you could maybe pull yourself out of that funk. So you definitely want to take a look at those things. And another factor of grief, self-care. When we are grieving, when you're seriously grieving, sometimes you forget to eat, you forget to shower, you forget uh, daily activities that, that are needed for basic survival. You might forget to drink water. Um... And I, I know when my mother died, she was my best friend. You know, it was a tumultuous relationship for a little while. We had a few years where we didn't speak to each other, you know, that old scenario. And when we came back together, we were the best of friends. And when she passed away, the devastation for me was indescribable. And if you've lost somebody close to you, you know what I'm talking about. I was that person that fell to the floor and sobbed uncontrollably for three or four days. When people put food in front of me and said, you need to eat, I would push the food away and say, she can't eat anymore. I don't want to either. When people were putting water in front of me, I said, I don't need that. Leave me alone. All I wanted to do was just cry. Nothing mattered anymore. And it, it took me probably a week to snap out of that, you know. So self-care is hard when you're grieving. So if, it's, if you lost somebody who's very close to you and it was a traumatic experience, it's important to get a support person in your family or a friend that's very supportive. Just... Tell them, you know, check up on me because I'm not taking care of myself. Just check up on me and remind me. Send me a text and tell me to brush my teeth. Um, come over and, and eat lunch with me or, you know, get me out of the house. Don't let me, don't let me become a shut-in because that's what I feel like doing right now in this moment. Um, make sure that you have that accountability person, that support person who can come and help you out. That's really important. And um, there are different things that you can do that are therapeutic. 
some activities that can help you with the grieving process. One of them is to start a journal or a beautiful book and put photos of the person you lost in the book. Write down their favorite quotes. Write down their silly quirks. Write down some memories that you treasure with that person. Write down their favorite music. Write down when they were born. Write down when they passed. Draw some pictures if you like to draw. Draw some pictures of the two of you doing things that you have done together. Um, Just make it all about them, kind of like a little shrine in a book to them. And putting all of that in there can help you to remember all the joy. And sometimes after grieving, we might forget their face, right? That That's very common. A lot of people tell me, I can't remember what my dad looked like. It's so weird. I used to be able to picture his face in my head at any moment, and now I can't. Um, so it's good to have those photos to look back on. And another wonderful tool that you can take advantage of is creating a little memorial space for them in your home or in your garden or if it's the workplace you know you could put you could have all the coworkers pitch in and put a plaque with their name on it and plant a really beautiful rose bush next to it or um, some sort of a vase or create a create a small charity foundation in their name on GoFundMe what what were they most passionate about like helping children you know you could create a GoFundMe in honor of them and raise money and give it to the uh, children's cancer center or a children's homeless shelter something that would honor them and make them happy Um, that is very therapeutic as well so there are a lot of things that you can do and it's important to not isolate yourself make sure you're not isolating like I said reach out get somebody to talk to you and and don't isolate because isolation will cause you to slip further into a depression and it's okay to grieve it's okay to go through the entire process of the bereavement Um, but you don't want to let yourself spiral downward so far that you can't get back out. So grief and depression are almost mirror images at times for certain people. With other people, you know, maybe they become irritable. They don't feel like they can really talk to anybody about it. They get a little irritable, a little snappy. And especially in a work situation when you've lost somebody on the job, each coworker is going to respond a little differently depending on how they knew that person, how close they were to that person, and um, also consider the particular person's personality traits and do they have a quick temper to begin with? Are they usually very calm and and the go-to person for everybody, that person might become quick-tempered and impatient after experiencing the death of a coworker. So have some empathy and try to be supportive, especially in the first month after losing a coworker. Try to make sure that, you know, 
everybody is supportive of each other, get everybody together as a team to work on a therapeutic tool for remembering and honoring the coworker who passed. And if you see somebody crying or you see somebody getting snappy, remind yourself, don't take it personally. They're grieving in their own way and it's okay. And offer some support. Offer to go grab them a coffee at Starbucks. Offer, say, hey, you seem really upset. Um, If you need to talk, I'm here. And if there's anything I can do to help you or lift your spirits, you let me know. I'll be over here giving you space, okay? Just do your best to be there for for others in the the workplace. And um, I hope this was helpful. I'll definitely go into more detail on grief work in another episode. I just wanted to address this really quickly this morning because um, I've been helping, assisting people quite a bit lately through grief, and I just felt like it was important to put this out here, out out there to you. Um, thank you for tuning in, and stay tuned. There will be a grief part two.